Howdy! This is the Views from the Shop podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today it is Thursday, January 11th, 2024. And I wish you a very, very, very happy Learn Your Name in Morse Code Day. Today's show is, as always, a part of the Big Banter Sports Network, and today we're going to talk about how Ohio State, yes, indeed, lost to Wisconsin last night. Those angry, angry batchers are actually really angry, apparently, because Ohio State caught a stray on Twitter from Wisconsin's account which I didn't understand. There's no really sincere hatred there or anything, but that's fine. You do you, Wisconsin, whatever. You won, you can say what you would like. Uh, The Basketbucks Nation is in shambles right now. We'll talk about that. And yes, the keyboard warriors who think all I do is praise Chris Holtman are as well going to be in shambles timbers will be shivered on today's show because i'm actually going to be critical of chris holtman now if you listen to this show in any capacity then you will know that i have criticized chris holtman before my job on this podcast the way that i envision things is to simply be balanced when things are good let's call that out when things are bad let's call that out and A wise man once said, everything doesn't always have to be good or bad all the time. It can be some good and some bad. It doesn't have to be only good or only bad. That can be true. We're kind of in a bad spot, though, for Ohio State basketball. So we're going to talk about that. Follow wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or otherwise. Give us a five-star review if you don't hate the show and if you don't think it's a bad idea. And make sure you grab us on social media. Bring a friend or two to the show as well. Of course, we're going to recap the game with a bunch of thoughts. Give some takeaways. And yes, again, I will be critical of Chris Holtman in some regard. But before that, Max Klesman. Shall we just speak of him for a second? 18 points on 5 of 9 shooting. He buries the Buckeyes in the second half. In the past six games, he had gone over 10 points just once. Let's roll it. It does seem like someone always seems to get hot out of nowhere against Ohio State. We saw Malik Renew go off against Ohio State for Indiana. That wasn't necessarily out of nowhere. But if you're going to find a guy who maybe just goes off and you're like, who the heck is this guy? It's going to be Max Klesman who could go off against Ohio State. Let me never be the guy to say I told you so. But in this regard, unfortunately, I did tell you so. You may say, well, Tim, you probably just recorded that after the game. No, that's not true. Go back and listen to the Wisconsin preview episode. It was about the 11.5 to 12-minute mark. And at that time, that's where I spoke on Max Cleesman. I said, if anyone, if anyone is going to take down Ohio State, if there's going to be some rando who happens to shoot like he's Larry Bird, it's going to be him. And unfortunately, 
That's what happens. I, I've had some pretty spot-on predictions. I unfortunately did pick Wisconsin to win this game. And by the way, on the banger bets, we went one for two. I apologize we didn't hit both. I did put some money on Wisconsin Moneyline. I like the value there. And we know the state of Ohio State basketball right now. If you can get that at plus 120, I have to take it. I'm sorry. I don't like to do it. And I didn't I didn't declare it as a banger bet. But if I would have, then, well, we would have made some more, more money on the game. But regardless, we are sad about Ohio State losing. Some are very mad, frustrated, and even feeling hopeless. So let's just figure out if we should actually be feeling hopeless. Is everything lost? Is it all for naught? Or does this team have some potential? So we'll get through that today. But let's recap the game first of all. So the Buckeyes fall at the hands of the Badgers, 71-60. to This game not really close toward the end. Wisconsin, basketball's a game of runs, and Wisconsin went on the last run of the game. That's kind of as simple as this game can be, be transposed, if that's the word. Let's get into the recap. So first half. Ohio State really, really struggled mightily with passing within the interior to start this game. It, it was really ugly, but Bruce Thornton, he's back. He gets six points all near the block to kickstart the Buckeyes' offense. And at that point, as you just get into a new game where you are kind of escaping the loss to Indiana, to me, I'm simply saying, hey, it is good to see him get settled back in. He's not timid shooting. He's doing a great job just taking what Wisconsin is giving him. And that simply, he's just going to sneak around the paint to the baseline, to to the block, to the, the high elbow, and just go find some area to go get a shot up. And, and he looked good early. However, the rest of Ohio State did not look good early. Three early turnovers to get started, the decision-making was not good with passing. We saw Roddy Gale with a turnover, Evan Mahaffey, Jameson Battle, all with turnovers there to start the game. And then we just go on an absolute marathon. So the two teams play for nearly seven minutes without any kind of a stoppage. And they're just sprinting up and down the floor. I'm getting tired simply watching it. That was the most free-flowing basketball probably in Big Ten history because... Why watch rugby when you can watch Big Ten basketball? For once, we saw some free-flowing basketball, and that was fun. Then we get some subs coming in, and Zed Key just goes to work. He finishes an alley-oop on the Buckeyes' first possession when Zed Key is in. He then gets deep into the paint and is fouled on a shot. He goes two for two at the line, and Zed Key gets to work. And just as I said in the Wisconsin preview episode, hey, can we get some some just basic post-up and, and some post-play out of our Zed Keys or Felix Akparas or maybe Evan Mahaffey, but not really him? And we did get that early. Zed Key taking advantage of a matchup that we will talk about here in a second as well. Roddy Gale as well. He finally gets a cover off the hoop with a layup off a nice slashing move down the right wing. And you're starting to think, okay, Ohio State's getting some production. Jameson Battle, he's on fire. Bruce Thornton is is getting involved. Zed Key with a couple of points early. Roddy Gale gets a bucket. Okay, we can take a deep breath and not hate what we're seeing right now. And then Bruce Thornton would continue his surgical shots against Wisconsin. He pulls up from the paint, just outside of the paint, really. Gets Ohio State to a 19-13 lead before the halfway mark of the first half. 
And again, it's just huge to have a consistent shot maker to start this game who the Buckeyes can lean on, especially after that Indiana shooting disaster where Ohio State couldn't make an open shot when they had contestant shots. They weren't going in. They couldn't consistently make anything down the stretch in the second half. Curse you, those cursed, wretched rims at Assembly Hall, which I think it doesn't matter if it's Indiana or Ohio State. It doesn't matter if it's a home team, Indiana, or the away team. Don't care. Those rims suck. They suck for both teams, but they really, really suck. And that's not good for a team like Ohio State who likes to shoot. And when you like to shoot from deep, it's harder to score with unforgiving rims than it is when you're down low with some post play, which is where Indiana is strong this season. So continuing on in this one, as Ohio State gets up to a 19-13 lead, Jamison battle just won't quit. Jamison's move from Minnesota to Ohio State at this point is like that friend who finds a new friend group, maybe goes off to college. That would be too similar of an analogy, so they don't go off to college, but they find a new friend group. They've got a bunch of inside jokes, and clearly, Jamison sees that new friend group as better, but, you know, he he's pretty uh, amicable, if, if I can use that word, with the old friend group. That's what Jamison Battle is. He He's found a new group that he likes. He's playing incredibly well for Ohio State. He doesn't have the weight of the world on his shoulders to move the ball and move for Ohio, or, or sorry, for Minnesota offensively. We appreciate Jamison as a Buckeye this season. He goes three of four from deep at that point, 11 points, less than 13 minutes into the game, and Ohio State leads 25 to 17. However, we've got a transfer off because on the end of other end of the floor, whenever AJ Store gets a touch, it seems like, or anytime he shoots, that ball is going in. He had 10 of Wisconsin's 19 points. He then had 12 of Wisconsin's 21 points. And you're seeing Jamison battle hot on one end, AJ Store hot on the other. But the Buckeyes have a lead. They're up 25 to 17. And then we go into the close of a half. And the the struggles continue for Ohio State. Roddy Gale continues the cold play. He's getting scored on by A.J. Storr. He suffers his second turnover on yet another jump pass. I'm anti-jump pass. I really am. And most every occasion, I'm anti-jump pass. But Roddy Gale apparently is not Still had just one made shot late in the second half. Ohio State's lead dwindles down to four. Bruce Thornton steps up for a triple. Cashes it. Bang. Money. Buckeyes up 28-21. to Like they're playing Wisconsin next year in football. But Wisconsin answers with a three-pointer of their own to make it 28-24 to with five minutes left. Also could be said for an Ohio State-Wisconsin game. I would assume at some point maybe that's happened before. But typically in Ohio State-Wisconsin games, I feel like although they don't play that much, the, the total for that one is closer to 40 or something like that. So it would make it hard to get to 28 to 24. But I will move on. Buckeyes going cold. Not only does the offense go, go cold, but the team as well simply goes cold. Last year's stagnation, unfortunately, it returns. As guards kind of skip around, play a little patty cake, some hopscotch around the three-point line. Dribble handoff here, dribble handoff there, over and over and over. And Wisconsin just simply isn't interested in it. They're not they're not overly concerned with it, and Ohio State can't get anywhere with it. And when your team 
is completely guard-centric, and you can't get any penetration, and you just want to work the dribble handoff, the simple motions like that, it's hard to score. And you're just seeing more ugly possessions than you'd like to see. I hate to mention Roddy Gale again. Again, I named Roddy Gale the breakout candidate for Ohio State this season. That still very well could be true, but he's not playing very well at all right now. Chucky Hepburn, he would take a wildly long three and leave it short. Gale does not box out the shooter. He did not box out Chucky Hepburn. Wisconsin gets the offensive rebound. Uh, Chucky Hepburn gets the offensive rebound, I should say. And that leads to a three-pointer made by A.J. Storr. So that is potentially a six-point swing because Wisconsin misses a very deep three. If you get the long rebound, you push the ball up the floor, either you're getting two potentially or you're hitting a three. Jamison Battle hit a transition three in the first half. Maybe you're getting another one of those. Instead, you don't get the ball back. You give Wisconsin an extra possession, and Wisconsin makes the three. So instead of you being plus three, you're now minus three. That's a six-point swing for those scoring at home. And to close the half, the Buckeyes would lose their lead. Of course, that's nothing new. And Roddy Gale keeps shooting for some reason, forcing a three with 20 seconds left out of a timeout, but he clanks it. And I will hold, I will hold my thoughts on that play and on other Roddy Gale and Chris Holtman thoughts until we get into the takeaways. But Ohio State trails 35-33 to after 20 minutes. Jamison Battle, 14 points, 4 of 5 from deep, 6 rebounds. A.J. Storr, 15 points, 7 of 11 from the field. And I tweeted this out at halftime. It needs to be said, how big is the play of Bruce Lord and Jamison Battle in the first half when Roddy Gale is not on his game? So Battle has 14 points, we already mentioned. Bruce Thornton has 11 points on 5 of 10 shooting. Where would Ohio State be with only Bruce Thornton or with only Jamison Battle for all the hate that you want to give Chris Holtman? And again, the comments will come from me here in just a few minutes, but for all the hate that everyone wants to give to Chris Holtman, they are not mentioning that potentially the best player on this team could be Jamison Battle. I would argue it's probably Bruce Thornton, but Jamison Battle has been insane for over a month now. He's just going nuclear game in and game out, and he he showed a little bit more of his bag in this game, specifically in the first half. I'll talk about the second half here in a second and give more takeaways and critiques of the second half as well, but Jamison Battle bringing out some, some new toys, some new tricks from the bag where he's hitting a, a step back three, and the honestly, I feel like it only happens with Jamison Battle shots. But when he lets a three go, the camera operator will kind of zoom out whenever a shot goes up. And when it goes in, man, it just looks so, so cool and so pretty. So there's that. But at the half, Ohio State Trail. So let's go into the second half, shall we? Second half comes up. Buckeyes are down. First possession of the game. You would think, hey. You know, Bruce Thornton is playing really well. Jamison Battle is playing really well. We've got to get the ball in their hands at least to start out the second half. Chris Holtman says, meh. Jake Diebler, meh. Let's get the ball to Roddy Gale. Ice cold. I do not get it. Every shot in a two-point game against, for all we know, could be the best team in the conference. We have no idea. At this point, look at the standings. They are the best team in the conference. But I don't understand it. 
every time you force feed Roddy Gale a shot, trying and hoping and praying that he will get hot and make one, you are taking away a shot from Bruce Thornton and Jamison Battle, who we know are hot at this point. So why? To open up the second half, I've heard coaches tell me before, the most important part of every game is the final four minutes and the beginning four minutes of every half. The start, the first four minutes of the first half, the final four minutes of the second half, the first four minutes of the, the, the did I say first? You, you understand. The first four minutes of the first, the final four minutes of the first, the first four minutes of the second, the final four of the second. And I've heard before, the most important are those eight minutes where you close the first half and open the second. So not only are we giving a ball, a ball, the ball, to a player who is not hot, but you're taking shots away from guys who are hot. And imagine if Ohio State draws up a play for Jameson Battle to hit a three in in the in the second half to begin. To begin the second half. Because you get a stop. Now go get a bucket. And maybe Jameson Battle doesn't hit the three. Or maybe he pump fakes and he takes two dribbles and he hits a two-pointer. Or maybe Bruce Thornton is crafty and he finds his way into the paint and hits a floater. Regardless, you can't necessarily be mad if Battle or if Bruce Thornton miss a shot because they're hot already. Roddy Gale is not. I'm spending a couple minutes now on a, a shot that probably no one remembers and was the beginning of a second half that was basically inconsequential, but the principle of it, I can't stand. Moving along, though, I'm starting to get a little bit of hope for Ohio State because Wisconsin gets into immediate foul trouble in the second half. There wasn't really any foul trouble in the first half on either side. In the second half, we see Evan Mahaffey poke a dribble free. Bruce Thornton gets to it with room to work, but he's fouled. At that point, it was Wisconsin's third foul, barely two minutes into the second half. Their fourth foul comes four minutes and one second into the second half. Four minutes and one second. So the clock, sorry, actually, I think it was three minutes and one second. I could be wrong there. But regardless, we, we haven't even reached the first media timeout. Wisconsin has four team fouls. That means the Buckeyes should get free throws coming down the stretch. That means you feel good about Ohio State's chances because Ohio State is a good free throw shooting team. Well, and I don't know why I didn't say team there. Uh, we'll see about that. So Bruce Thornton getting touches continues to help the Buckeyes. Points assist facilitating when he gets the ball in his hands. We enjoy it. And Ohio State looks good again. This is the second time in my notes I've said I hate to keep harping on Roddy Gale. I hate to do it. I love Roddy Gale. He's a fun player. But when he gets the ball in the second half, you're sending multiple double screens. Doesn't seem like the right play when he's still not going. Bruce Thornton has 13 points and 4 assists for Ohio State. Buckeyes trail by 3 with 14 minutes left. When Bruce Thornton, when the offense is running through him, they look good. And then... How about a little flashback to last season, shall we? This is where I said in the first half, we're going to talk about Zed Key in a second here. Zed Key happens to be next to Nolan Winter as Winter falls down. And of course, we must go to the monitor. Because Nolan Winter, unfortunately, he made it very clear. He is not built for big boy Big Ten bully ball. 
Say that 97 times fast. Not built for big boy Big Ten bully ball. That just that rolls off the tongue for a guy like me. Barely touched, in my opinion. Like, yeah, there was some contact. I feel like he was just, I don't know, scared of Zed Key somewhat because Zed Key, we'll get to this in a, when we get to the takeaway, Zed Key dominated Nolan Winter whenever he was in this game. Maybe it was some kind of mental fortitude that Winter lacked, but we remember what happened last year. I was at that game. I was at the game where, where Chris Altman got tossed, and that was that was fun to watch. Uh, someone in the stands who you don't have to worry about what the cameras are looking at. All you have to do is stare at Chris Holtman, and boy, that, that, my friends, was a sight to behold. But nothing happens. We move along. I just had to say it. Uh, we're, we're, well, we're, we're past being well into the game, well past that. We're getting closer to the end of it. And Jamison Battle has 18 points. Bruce Thornton has 13 points. They're a combined 13 of 20 from the field. The rest of the team, Zed Key, Evan Mahaffey lead with four points. You're going from 18 to 13 to two players with four points. Not good. Five of 17 from the field. Not good. Ohio State trails by four with under 12 minutes left to go. Where would they be if they had some kind of support? And just as I type that, Ohio State begins to get some support. Tweeted this out. Certified Mike Breen moment. I'm going to trade my trademark that. It was a certified Mike Breen moment. So Felix Akpara finishes and gets fouled. He even hits his free throw after that. On the other end, he returns shot to sender. Not interested in allowing that ball getting close to the rim. Buckeyes rebound. Leads to a Scotty Middleton triple on a long possession. That is a bang from Mike Breen. If he were announcing the game, I'm sure it's an 8-0 Ohio State run. Buckeyes recapture the lead 50-48 with 9.47 left. And the Buckeyes stay hot during this run. Playing well defensively. They don't take possessions off. It looks like Parra, Jameson Battle. Switching, doubling in the paint, rotating, everything looking good. And Wisconsin would miss eight field goals in a row. And again, Ohio State finally getting support. Scotty Middleton, five points. Felix Akpara, five points. Akpara had five during the run. Middleton adding some points as well during this run. And Scotty Middleton comes up big defensively. He had a huge offensive rebound that he slapped off Max Kleesman's leg that, if reviewed, would have been Wisconsin's ball. But we don't care. It's just the principle. It's the hustle. It's the fact that the team was in it. And the Buckeyes have the lead with under nine minutes left to go. And can they close out a game? No. I guess I could just stop there. I could just stop stop the pod right here and say no, but I will continue and continue to give thoughts on this second half because that's what that's what we do here at the Views from the Shot podcast. So Ohio State goes cold. Roddy Gale misses a three. Battle somehow misses a shot as a part of a 10-0 run for Wisconsin. and Somehow misses a shot in that it rattled around the rim and hung up there for, I don't know, maybe half an eon, and then it, it just doesn't go in. It rolls off the rim. And then... Max Kleesman. Closing out the game. Continues to be un- impossible for Ohio State. Kleesman gets hot. He scores 18 points, as we say, in the second half. Why is Roddy Gale getting two shots in a row under two minutes? I don't know. He's made one. But maybe get your best players the ball in the biggest moments. Bruce Thornton goes over 2 from the free throw line late in the game. Thornton, he had, it was, both of these were one-on-one opportunities. Thornton has been an excellent free throw shooter this year. He misses them both. So we get into the bonus, which we were hoping for, and doesn't work out well. And then last, let's talk about clock management here to close out this game. Under a minute left, 
Thornton misses his free throw. Roddy Gale kicks a ball, which is fine. That's that's your instincts. That's all good. So that resets the shot clock to 20 when it should have been 10. But Ohio State should have been fouling before that. Roddy Gale should have never kicked the ball. As simple as that. You're down by six with under a minute left. Go foul. Just go do it. Ohio State had a chance to get back into the game. Scotty Middleton gets a great look. Can't hit a three. And that's your ball game. So the Buckeyes would lose in this one. And now it's time to get into some observations, okay? And this is going to be a critique on Chris Holtman in somewhat. But let's begin with Roddy Gale, okay? Roddy Gale is clearly out of it right now. He is not in the mental mindset. Really good words. Thank you. Uh, he, he's not in the mindset to be able to, to contribute to Ohio State basketball in a large way. So he, he gets a wide open three with four minutes left. He waited... Then he dribbled, then he took it, and he just clanked it. And even the misses from Roddy Gale have been ugly. Why is he getting the ball funneled to him in this entire game? Closing the game, forcing him the ball is great. I get it. Chris Holtman is a player's coach. He wants Gale to believe himself. He wants Gale to get going. But when you're playing one of the best teams in the country, you may, just may, I won't make it definitive, you may want to get a guy the ball who isn't 2 of 12 from the field. I don't understand that at all. Why is Roddy Gale continuing to get plays drawn up for him? Chris Holtman wants his players to believe in himself. When players are not hot and they make a shot, the coaching staff goes nuts and they say, keep shooting, keep shooting, you're fine. It's time to stop shooting, Roddy Gale. It's time to take a step back and Ohio State needs to recognize that. Speaking of, a direct problem from that, Jamison Battle. Remember Jamison Battle? How well he played in the first half? Do we all remember this? Yes, we do. Thank you. Uh, he did not attempt a three-pointer in the second half. Jamison Battle did not attempt a three-pointer in the second half. Jamison Battle, the player who was on fire for Ohio State in the first half, four of five in the first half, did not take a three. Five of ten from three against Indiana, did not take a three. Six of nine against Rutgers. Five of 11 against West Virginia. Five of eight against New Orleans. Did not take a three. We'll never, we'll never understand how that can be possible. Not good. And that is on the coaching staff. Another observation, question, who is going to step up to support Bruce Thornton and, and Jameson Battle. Because if it is not Roddy Gale, if it cannot be Roddy Gale, it must be someone. Another question directly related to that. Why are we completely abandoning any kind of post-up offense? I get it. The coaching staff has said that's not going to be a focal point this year. That's fine. But when Roddy Gale enters the game, not Roddy Gale. Why is he still on my mind? Zed Key. When Zed Key enters the game, immediately makes a shot, and then on the very next possession, immediately roasts a freshman who he's dominating, and the Wisconsin front court is already backed, backed up, nicked up. Why is Zed Key not getting more looks in the paint? If Roddy Gale isn't there, and if teams are going to focus on Jameson Battle and Bruce Thornton, can we please identify mismatch? Mis mismatches a mismatch in the post and take advantage please that's all i ask 
So, yeah, I, I've got some pretty harsh criticisms of Chris Holtman in this one. I think this game is much more on coaching than it is on the player. I, the game on Saturday against Indiana, that was on the players. You got to make shots. They didn't make shots, and when you don't make shots, you lose. But I'm sorry. In this one, you, you, it, I, the, speechless. As a podcaster, I'm speechless. Speechless. Um Roddy Gale continuing to get shots. Jameson Battle not getting a three in the second half. Continuing to funnel Roddy Gale the ball. Not worried about any kind of post-centric offensive production for Ohio State. Poor clock management in the second half. Chris Holtman. I'm not going to say that he failed to close out this game. It would have been nice if he did. But this is, I mean, you're up by eight with nine minutes left to go. Or Sorry, they're up by four with nine minutes left to go, I believe. That's not really a game that you can necessarily close out. But at the end of the first half, not good. Scotty Middleton has shown a lot of promise for Ohio State, by the way. Would love to him see him step up. And one other thought, I'll get away from Chris Holtman. I, I was not impressed with how head coach Chris Holtman managed this game. I'll say that, and, and then I'll go on Twitter, and people will still say, all I do is praise Chris Holtman. So make that make sense. Do not forget Ohio State lost both of its past two games against post-centric teams without Devin Royal. Don't forget that, please. Devin Royal dressed, clearly not ready to go. It is what it is. Ohio State's going to have a big game against Michigan. It, this is going to be a big game, and I'm going to talk about more, uh, more about why this is a big game. And just look at how last season went to start Big Ten Conference play. You cannot go into that, that downward spiral again as an Ohio State basketball program. So this game against Michigan will be big. I'm not saying this loss against Wisconsin is horrible. It's not a bad loss. It was definitely a winnable game. I don't think that we should be crying and complaining and wailing over Ohio State losing to the number 15 team in the nation. But the way it happened wasn't very good. I'm still, I'm more critical of Ohio State's loss against Penn State than any game this season. This one, of course, wasn't great, but it is what it is. Ohio State lost to a really, really good team. So, Hopefully, if you've slept on it, if you're listening to this now with a few hours to just recover from the loss and, and take a step back, hopefully you're saying, you know what? Ohio State lost by 11 to the number 15 team in the nation. Worst things could happen. We could have blown an 18-point lead to Penn State. And although that did happen in the same season, I get it. This loss is not as bad. The Indiana loss is not as bad. Ohio State has an advantage here. Look at the schedule. They've got a couple games that they can go win. And it starts with Michigan. But they've got to go beat Michigan. We will be here to cover Ohio State's matchup with Michigan, which will take place on Monday afternoon. I hope you have the day off. I don't even know if I have the day off, so I'm going to have to check on that. But I also have to check on when my dentist appointment is because I know it's coming up here soon this month. Uh, I don't have that on my calendar. Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to have you covered for the Ohio State game against Michigan. A bit of a rivalry, I guess you could say, in basketball. Not necessarily a must-win, but because must-win is well overused in the sports industry. But it would behoove Ohio State to win this game. Appreciate you listening today. We'll be back here in a couple days to talk about Michigan. Until then, I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.